As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We are here in Hamad International Airport in Doha. Crowded flight. Hi, I'm Alex Abnos. This is World Cup Every Day for November 16th. Today was my first full day in Qatar. I rode the newly built subway system to get my credential for the games and the rest of the tournament. Felipe, meanwhile, met some of the first fans to arrive in Qatar for the World Cup. And at the end of the day, we both welcomed our Canadian colleague, Josh Quoke into the action. Hello. Okay, I'm, uh, I just exited after a subway ride on the brand new Qatar, uh, sorry, Qatar subway. Uh, it is all very shiny, very new, uh, as a New Yorker who takes the subway fairly often, uh, it was pretty wild to see any kind of public transportation system that is uh, not extremely filthy and gross. Not especially quick, this one, but it gets the job done. I should hope that it does, considering everything that went into building it. Anyway, I'm here out at the Cutter National Convention Center, the library, to pick up my media credential. It's a little bit far out, but not too bad. First full day in the country, finally seeing some of it. It's fairly hot today, but not, uh, not ridiculous. As you can probably hear, there's plenty of car traffic at all times here. I did bring my bicycle to Qatar, and uh, I'm planning on riding it. This road that I'm walking along right now has a separated bike path, um, which, you know, is music to my ears. I don't think that it's a super built-up network of lanes, but we'll see. I still got to put my bike back together before I can really see for sure. I don't know. The thing that's really, really striking me as I just sort of, you know, went on this metro trip and took a couple transfers to get here and walked around outside of the 
the National Museum, which is very close to her, our hotel, and I'm now out here at the National Convention Center and, you know, seeing all these big sites. Maybe it's the fact that I'm going to all these big sites, but my, my overall impression is that um, for the everyday population of Qatar, all of these facilities have been massively sort of overbuilt. Um, they're just not very crowded. There just aren't very many people on these subways. There aren't very many people in these places. You know, I could be hypersensitive to this as a New Yorker, used to just battling with crowds everywhere. That's like extremely not what's happening here at all. Um, it really makes me wonder what it's going to be like when the fans get here. I feel like the spaces are probably large enough to accommodate them in terms of literally the physical space. But there's more than just space that goes into accommodating a whole lot of rowdy, very excitable <laughs> soccer fans. I don't know. I'm thankful to be here this early, I, I, I have to say, because I feel like we're getting sort of a glimpse of uh, my colleague Pablo Maurer's favorite phrase, the calm before the storm. And uh, we'll see... Uh, We'll see what happens next. I am really struggling to find the entrance to this media center. I feel like I've been walking a long time. I should probably stop recording and start paying attention. Don't worry, I did eventually pick up my credential. I found where I needed to go. While I was doing this, my colleague Felipe Cardenas was out meeting some of the first arrivals to the country for the tournament. So I spoke with two uh, workers here inside this cafe, the, the two cashiers. One was from India, the other was from Thailand. Uh, the, the gentleman from India told me that he's rooting for Germany to win the World Cup, that he's a lifelong Germany fan, uh, while the gentleman from Thailand immediately said Argentina. So, you know, two of the contenders already uh, word of mouth here in Doha. Are they excited for the World Cup? They said yes. Where will they be watching games? They said on the street with friends. So I'm going to be looking out for those spots as well if I find anything. Uh, in the coming days, uh, I'll scout those as well. Okay, welcome to Doha. I'm here one week before a World Cup kickoff. Um, I'm going to be honest, I, I don't know where I am. I'm about two and a half blocks from my hotel. Uh, this is not downtown Doha. Downtown Doha, I can see, is about, I don't know, probably five miles from where I am right now. Uh, this looks like more of a business type of area. Uh, a lot of construction, as you can see here. Um, this still looks like a part of Doha that is not World Cup ready. Uh, I don't think this is going to be one of the main hubs where fans will stay, perhaps. But there are a couple hotels nearby, so it could be. Uh, it looks like it's busy uh, rush hour traffic, if you will. People walking back from work. Uh, the traffic around me is, is somewhat fluid. Uh, but. Yeah, this is, this is sort of the start of what's going to be three weeks here in Qatar. Uh, I, I'm going to walk around and, and see what I find, so stay tuned for that. Behind me you see the Argentine journalists setting up to record. This is definitely a spot that we're going to see several news agencies reporting to get a bit of color, get the temperature of the city behind me as well. More TV cameras 
Uh, this place is bustling. This place is buzzing with people. Buzzing. Okay, so I've walked plenty through this marketplace, uh, found a place to, to eat and a place to sit. Uh, I'm enjoying right now a refreshing, cold, non-alcoholic mojito. Yes, as you remember, uh, alcohol is illegal in Qatar. There are very few establishments here like restaurants and some hotels that serve it. I have not found any alcohol in the two days that I've been here, but plenty of time to do that. Uh, but yes, it's been fun. It's been a, a nice eye-opener to see what I think the, the buzz around this tournament is going to start to build up. I've spoken to some uh, fans, a Mexico fan, a Uruguayan family of three, uh, spoke to some locals about whether they think this country is prepared for the World Cup, and I got you know, some varied responses. We're going to do a story on The Athletic later this week, so look out for that. And for now, good night. Okay, since I last spoke to you, <laughs> went to the hotel, got a bit of work done, had some calls, all stuff that would make for terrible audio content. But now I'm out, and I'm walking to meet uh, Felipe again, and this time I'll be meeting him with Josh Cloak, our Canadian correspondent who has just today landed in Doha and of course leave it to the Canadian within hours maybe perhaps within minutes of landing in Qatar he has found the spot with the beer so I'm going to that spot maybe it's not the spot with the beer it's maybe a spot with some of the beer uh, but he found it they're there right now Apparently there's bad music playing and the 1998 game between England and Argentina is on the big screen at this place. Pretty sure it's a hotel bar. Uh, I'm actually, if you can believe it, less interested in the beer right now and more interested in the food because I am absolutely starving. So heading over there, we'll catch up and uh, see what... Uh, See what Josh is thinking of Canada these days. See how this goes. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. There was a giant Ford F-150 truck that just drove by that has a Qatari flag. Like a, like a big Midwestern size <laughs> flag hanging from the back. Um, 
but it's the flag of Qatar and not the stars and stripes like I'm so often used to seeing in my hometown of Kansas City and other places like that. Very interesting and unexpected. So Josh, I'm sure you, th you thought a lot about Canada on your way over here. Where are, you, where are you at with them? What are you looking for in this in this next friendly? Cardo and I were just talking about them. Like, in the friendly, they have to... I forgot we're calling Felipe Cardo now. But yeah. I, yeah. But I well, like it. That is my yeah. official nickname while I'm here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody, everybody gets a hoser nickname yeah. uh, for the duration of, of Canada's time at the World Cup. Like... I think their their friendly against Bahrain, even though it was like mostly MLS players, was pretty disappointing. You can say that like, well, how much are you gonna like actually grade them? Because like, you know, you've got guys that a haven't played in weeks, b won't be starting at the World Cup, so like, all, almost what does it matter? Yeah. But it was still pretty disappointing. You know, to draw 2-2. If you're Canada, if you're John Herbin, drawing 2-2 against Bahrain, like that's a team that you should it's smash. Not great. Yeah. No, it's not. Boom, it's not inspiring. Bahrain is always a little bit more difficult than you think, but like, but, but you yeah. you get you get performances from the people you needed to. Ismail yeah. Kone and Jonathan Osorio. Um, look, I, I against Japan, you have to see a few things. You have to see outside of Alfonso Davies, you have to see a full strength eleven. And you have to see that synergy that they showed in qualifying come back really, really quickly. Because yeah. like, tough test, you can. it's not it's even it, it is a tough test, but like, and then it gets even tougher. Like their World Cup starts, like they have to they they get thrown through the front door of their first World <laughs> against Cup Belgium, right? against <laughs> Belgium and then Croatia. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. get to ease yeah. into it, you know. And so um, uh, it's interesting though like the way Japan plays this is what really sticks out to me it's a good test it's a good team it's a good friendly to get booked yeah. but like Japan doesn't necessarily play the way Belgium or Croatia do right so yeah. Um, that's why, and, and we've talked about this. We talked about this months ago. But that's why, like, booking that friendly against Iran was something they really wanted to do because they say Iran and Morocco kind of play the same. So this is something like we can learn something from this. What do you learn from it playing against a team that like doesn't really mimic a style of play that you're going to face in the group stage? Besides just like, like, how's everybody's fitness? Yeah, right. What like. What is a successful result for Canada? What does a successful game for Canada look like? Against Belgium. Against Belgium. Belgium. Draw. Draw, man. Like, draw. A draw. If you can, if you can, draw. If you can get points, any points at all, any off of Belgium, like, you've made it, man. Like, you've made it. Yeah, I, I keep circling the Croatia Especially your kid, like, like, nobody... You lose to Belgium I know. as Canada in your first World Cup in 36 years or whatever it is. And, you take your lumps and, and you're like... And, and nobody blinks an eye. You're like, hey, this is the World Cup. If you play well and lose by a goal to Belgium, people will get give you a lot of praise about that. So getting a point is just like, that's as good as a, as a win. I was saying my Mexico, like, if, if, if Canada's plan is to advance as a second-place team, for instance, they can't go into the Croatia. 
celebration game need three points. Like, no, and that's that's why I said to you. That's why I said to you, Croatia's the the crucial one. Yeah, you have to get if you're Canada and you want to get out. And like, I'm not saying they don't want to get out. That's like a weird thing to say, but like, <laughs> I think their expectations are. It's not tempered. I think they're realistic about what they're going up against here. And I I say that like the coaching staff is realistic. They want to make Canada proud. They just want to go at games for 90 minutes. Nobody wants to to get embarrassed. I think if you're Canada's coaching staff, you're going to look at these three games and say... We get enough of the country on board so that 2026 doesn't feel like, oh, Canada's just here. Let's celebrate what? that. We're hosting. Yeah. It, yeah. I think there are. I think it's fair to expect it. And we're we're, we're going ahead here, but I, it's fair to expect to come 2026. Canada should get out of the group stage. Then your best players will have developed. So now it's just like, you know, get a taste, get a feel for like what this is. Because look at like. What have the biggest games under John Herdman have been? Mexico and USA. Yeah. Alex, I have a question for Josh. Okay. All right. Who gets out of the group? Which the one? U.S. or Canada? Did you ask him that? No, I'm asking you. Who do you think gets out of their group? So it's, wait, one what, or the other? That's what, not really fair. What if it's what? both? It could be both. You can say both. It could easily be both. I'm just, I'm ad-libbing Maybe not easily, but it could be Josh, both. <laughs> Josh told me his real thoughts okay. before we recorded. I, okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's neither. I honestly would not be surprised if, if not, and neither of them do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, and I, I could see both finishing third, like third place in the group for Canada is something to be proud of. For the U.S. I got it. I'm not as, I'm not as. It all depends on how you play. It all depends on how you play. I know. Like, and that's the <laughs> difference here. No, no, no. This is, this is what's, this is what's really interesting here. How many teams are coming into this World Cup with the opportunity to just play, and even if you lose all three, but you go for it, and then you can come away from that being like, well, that was okay. Like Canada's in Canada such is a weird, but beneficial, an interesting position to cover because like, it's, I don't know how else to say it, it's all kind of gravy. Canada's here, they got invited to the dance. If they go at games for 90 minutes, all three games, and they lose all three, but the effort is there and the consistency is there, the performance is there, no one's going to lose their job. I think, and, and this is kind of, I hope this isn't an, an indictment on people like me, but like, I don't know if Canada is, the national team is yet in a place where they have to be, they have to be fearful of like what happens to them when they go back home. Like, is the media going to crucify them? No. No. It's not, it's, it's <laughs> no. not, it's not the way that it, like, if Mexico doesn't make it on the group stage. They'll need a police escort when they get to the, to the airport. No matter, I'll say this, no matter what happens to Canada, there will be people waiting for them at the airport to celebrate them. And this might be the only World Cup where they can say where that's yeah. the case. Well, guys, I am looking at the TVs around. They, they do not, they are not showing any, uh, 
any, the, the England-Argentina game, which is they were, which is the entire reason I came here. By the oh. way, not you guys. Uh, you can also smoke and but, this bar. But <laughs> but what they are showing is all sorts of amazing highlights from World Cups past, and just sitting here listening to you guys talking talk about it and watching like the Italy goals from like seven from the seventies and Croatia '98, Croatia '98, and OG Ronaldo in in, in two thousand two. That's what it's like in Qatar right now. I promise not every episode of this show will be walking randomly around Doha and talking to my coworkers. We will be live after the last match on every day of the World Cup, previewing the next day's games. For now, though, here's a future game to keep an eye on. Canada plays Japan in a pre-World Cup friendly in Dubai on Thursday. Josh Cloak will be there for it. Thank you so much to our wonderful producer, Mike Zimmerman, for putting this and all of our shows on this feed together. I'm Alex Abnos, and we'll see you tomorrow.